welcome to Relatable On The Go. This is your host, Teresa Freeman. On The Go provides real advice and real insight from real industry experts in just 15 minutes or less. Enjoy this episode and please click subscribe so you can have access to our latest content. And as always, be sure to stay connected. In this episode of On The Go, I speak with Jessica Alville, Creative Director, Great highlights here include learning about being a copywriter, van life, and the importance of empathy and collaboration. To hear our long-form interview, check out my podcast, Relatable, on your favorite streaming platform, or visit tfasoftskills.com. Enjoy this episode. Tell me about your career path. Van life. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I think you're, to your point about it being elusive, I had a really non-traditional path into advertising. Um, I have been a writer my whole life. There was really no question that that's, that's what I was going to ah, do. And then I, you had to take, I went to Belmont University in Nashville and you had to take a class that like, I think unformally was called, um, what the hell do I do with my English degree? And someone came in, uh, he was a copywriter at an agency in town and he was like, we drink at work and we play basketball at work and we're creative all day. And I was like, I've never heard of this. What do you do? He's like, I'm a copywriter. I, was like, I have to do that. Mm. Um, and, and so that was really the, the only time I had ever thought I could do an office job. But I think the idea of doing an office job sort of terrified me yeah. um, outside of getting to be creative. Um, so, you know, having said that most people who get into advertising would go to portfolio school. That's the, the standard path. You go, you choose a discipline, you work, study existing advertising and build your portfolio book. Right. That's what you use to get hired. So I didn't know any of this. Uh, even honestly, after my internship, they'd never had a copywriting intern before. They didn't really know how to like set me up. Um, so I had to really kind of come in through the back way into mm -hmm. advertising. Um, so I, I freelanced basically for anyone that I could, um, doing writing websites. I think one of the first things I wrote was the, an advertisement goes like on the back of the bathroom stall that you would see. Yeah. <laughs> the great is, you know, I still have that client this 10 years later now. And, and we wow. recently, I helped him like name a restaurant. So pretty incredible to watch it, watch oh. it grow. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it was not, it was not a traditional path into advertising. I, I sort of hopped from freelance, uh, sustaining myself mostly as a nanny for a couple of years, mm. eventually got, um, my first temp writing job at a real estate agency in Chicago, and then moved to Detroit to take my first full-time in-house role, had a couple agencies, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. What helped you stay resilient while pursuing your career? This, a lot of time it felt like I was kind of yelling into a void, right? Like I um, might take, I might be, I have distinct memories actually um, of sitting in the apartment of the six month old baby. I was nannying his family and he would nap. And when he would nap, I would take like any free course that I could find online. And even as I was doing it, there was this sense of, 
gosh, is this going to pay off <laughs> like in any way? Like I'm a joke kind of, I'm sort of like pretending to do this thing. Um, and I don't know what inside of me, I think you, I kind of just, I hesitate to say this cause I, I don't want to make a sweeping statement for everyone, but I know for me, I can kind of trust my gut and, mm. and you know, there, it wasn't everything that I wanted to do. I didn't pursue. Like I used to be a musician, um, a singer, and there was a definitive point in Nashville when I had to make a choice. It was like, I believe that I could have a career as a writer. I believe there is a chance I could be a singer. I think it's a smaller chance. If I'm true to what I feel like I know I need, I'll be okay if I don't make an album that everyone hears. I can make music for myself, but I need to do this. I need to be a writer. And I could feel that in me. And I think if you honor that, things unfold. I, you know, yeah. it didn't, it, it wasn't linear, but it did unfold. And I I guess I just had to keep believing that. That sounds so, I yeah. wish I had something bigger to say to that, but I think you, I like how you said it. Like, I think you do just kind of have to bet on yourself. Yeah, I think um, so. I think also that was people pleaser and like yeah. <laughs> thought about it's a fight, you know, to not like, I yeah. think about it often. I think a lot of people were like the creative directors of my life because I could kind of see this imaginary version of what I thought they wanted me to be. And so I was always kind of acting reactionary. Right. And it wasn't until I kind mm -hmm. of learned to lead with what I knew about myself rather than trying to reflect or be reactive to what I assumed Thanks. a situation I was going into was going to be like, then I had all of this freedom because man, when you go into a situation and you've decided already, I'm curious, I'm open, I'm secure. You're like, you're kind of unflappable in a way, right? Yeah. Cause it's yeah, you know, even if sure. might not respond in the way you'd appreciate them to like, that's not where your security comes from. Right. Um, so I think that's, oh my goodness, that's like the biggest lesson. And it's too, for someone who wants to go into a creative career, so critical because being in advertising means having a perspective. So that's one thing I always say to young women when I talk to them about getting mm. into advertising. It's like practice having your own perspective and standing solidly in it because that's the whole job. Really. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Tell us about van life. Well, not to make everything about tinnitus, but it was kind of about the tinnitus. I, you know, I, again, it was like, I had a year where I was working and it, and I think my anxiety played in a lot to that. It felt very safe, right. To sit at home at my desk and work. Right. Um, and I would have things I wanted to do like, wow, wouldn't, it would be so cool to go skydiving. It'd be so cool to go to that bar, you know, where I know my friends are and just have a night with them, but I'd be Ooh, what if I feel sick? What if I get anxious? I'm just gonna, it'll just be better to stay home. Then I have tinnitus after that. I was like, forget that every single day I'm doing something that if I go to sleep at night, I'm going to be like, you know what lived my life today. Even if it was just like, went on a walk to a store, I've always wanted to go to and bought myself some flowers. It was like, we're doing life every day. Um, and I've always wanted to do van life. And I have had a girlfriend who hooked me up with a woman who had a van in Utah. She's like, Hey, I'll cut you a great deal. If you want to come out and experience this, I had never been on a hike alone in my life. I go out and do this and just start hiking alone in Utah, just traveling around in this van, hiking alone. I'm not, I was not an outdoorsy person. <laughs> All of a sudden I'm living in this box. Best thing I've ever done. <laughs> really? Like, 
Yeah, I, I know, you know, you have that sometimes like you get to the end of the year, or maybe this is just this is sad if it's just me. You're kind of like you're making a lot of New Year's resolutions because you're like, oh my God, I didn't do enough this year. I'm I'm turning 31 next week. Oh, um, birthday. <laughs> um, and I'm like, wow, I lived the heck out of this year. Like I don't have I have no no regrets. I, I feel like I really, yeah. Oh man. How did van life help you to manage anxiety and fear? Yeah. I'm again, the tinnitus a little bit helped me learn. I had that same pattern when you have a ringing in your head, that's invisible to everyone else. And only you can decide to get out of bed. You start to learn like I've got me right. Mm. Um, I think that's something though, that like, essentially I was proving to myself every day in the van. Um, because I, you know, when I hike 21 miles in a day, I'm like, okay, I've got me right. Like, I know that I can do this. I'm strong. I'm showing myself. Um, and I think I felt exactly the way you're describing with anxiety Mm -hmm. down to like little things that I felt like I wasn't, I just told myself I wasn't capable of doing Like I'm not capable of building a comfortable life for myself. It's kind of this belief that I had and every day in the van, it just put me into positions to kind of prove that I, that wasn't true. Um, Mm -hmm you know, the little things that go wrong, like something's wrong with the electricity. <laughs> now you don't have any lights or your solar power is down, um, you know, or you get the van stuck somewhere, you're lost while you're hiking. It, it really is kind of trial by fire. You're learning yeah. uh, how to just be there for yourself. Cause it's true. I mean, ultimately you have everything you need to support yourself, right? You got to sometimes get the evidence to put in the face that, of the yeah. lies, right. Of what you're yeah. hearing favorite soft skills for success? Um, just having empathy, um, building that helps you build relationships, right? Um, our work is really hard. We're not saving lives, but it's extremely demanding. There's a lot of late nights, a lot of rejection and it's emotional. Um, and I think just like Mm -hmm. looking out for what people are feeling and experiencing, Um, and being able to do little things that show that you recognize they're a human, like, Hey, I got you this coffee or now during the pandemic, like I'm Venmoing you for a coffee. Cause I know you had a hard day. Like those little things that connect you with people go a long way when you're kind of in the trenches with them. Um, so I would say that, and that, I mean, that also translates to a lot of our job is collaborative. So if I have empathy for you and I am respecting you and I see you as a person, I'm not going into a brainstorm with you with the idea that I'm going to beat you. I'm like, how can we meet as people and and generate a really good idea? There are plenty of people who come into the process with the idea that they want to best everyone. And some of them have successful careers. That's not me. Um, I had to learn how to form partnerships in a competitive environment, being more of like a, you know, I I'm just not, I'm not going to elbow everybody on my way to get to the donuts. <laughs> that's like not my vibe. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's, that's a soft skill. I think the other one that comes to mind For is one sure. learning, um, which is how to be authentic as a leader. Um, I think yeah. that's something I'm really working on. Cause I think you get into leadership and all of a sudden you want to model everything you've seen and you kind of almost like step into like, this is how a creative director behaves. And you forget, like you were just on the other side of the table and what you would have appreciated hearing. And I find myself wanting to like sugarcoat things or, you know, talk in a certain way. And I've just really been working on like 
leveling that out. I mean, like, how can I approach this authentically? That doesn't mean like not having boundaries and not protecting my team from certain things, but, you know, respecting them human to human. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it's challenging. It's really challenging when you've got, you know, 15 people looking at you on their Zoom squares and they're pissed. Um, <laughs> it's like, it is, yeah, you know, learning. So that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Advice to young Jessica. Yeah. Find an advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think, you know, one, I definitely looked in the wrong places. I had two copywriters. I wanted to be my mentors. Both were straight white men. Look, I love straight white men. I have plenty of friends who are straight white men. However, they, they weren't going to understand the intricacies of my experience. Um, I still respect both of those people as copywriters, but I needed to find someone who could be an advocate that understood my experience, right? Because, and I say this too, when I'm, when I'm speaking to younger groups of people, I acknowledge like I'm a cis white female from a family with money to pay for my college, which means the risks and the decisions that I've made don't translate one-to-one for everyone. And I think it's really important to get advice from someone who shares your life experience experience and can understand it and really give you wisdom that's tailored more to you. And that's not to say you shouldn't have voices that are different from you. It's just, if someone's going to be key advising you, they really need to understand what it's like to be in your shoes. Right. And so I think finding a woman who was where I wanted to go because they're out there, you might have to send a hundred cold calls, but I know from working in advertising, I mean, I would say I'm one of them, but I have a lot of peers who would love to get a virtual coffee with or mentor a woman who wants to be in advertising. And I wish that I had not tried to go it alone. Um, Cause when I did ultimately find those people, I mean, oh my gosh, changes everything. It's huge. Key takeaways from this episode include, you don't have to follow a linear path to get your dream job. Follow your gut and your instincts. Practice having your own perspective and standing solidly in it. Find an advocate that understands you. Thank you to Jessica for this awesome conversation and for sharing your insight and for being so open and vulnerable. Thank you to our audience for watching or listening to this episode of On The Go. Please take a moment and subscribe to our YouTube channel, TFA Soft Skills. And if you want to hear more of my interviews, please check out our relatable podcast on your favorite streaming platform or the website, tfasoftskills.com. Until next time, this is Teresa Freeman with Relatable on the Go. Remember to stay connected.